0: Hello Mama, welcome to Patrescent's Awakening with Kieran Lee. I'm your host Kieran, I'm a Patrescent's mentor and energy coach and I'm coming at you with a solo episode today as I just want to unpack a topic with you all about expanding this range of emotions and finding safety in it. So if you've been listening to the latest series where I have been coaching the wonderful Mary. You will know that Session 3, the last released episode, she really had to come to grips with and understand what all of this big group of swirling emotions was to be able to understand her experience more with that. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend going and listening to it. It gives a really good look at breaking down what are the actual emotions here. So we really tapped into what are you feeling here? And then I supported her to dig deeper to see what each of the unique and individual emotions within this scenario. And then from that, we started grabbing each of the emotions and giving them a voice and an energy of their own so that we could learn from them. And what we learned is that Each of these different emotions come with their own story and that helps Mary to be able to get curious and say, what is it that I'm actually experiencing here and what is this emotion trying to teach me? What is it here to show me and what do I need to reflect on in this moment, knowing that that emotion is bringing this experience for me? So I'm going to talk about the importance of understanding that we need to expand this range of emotions to be able to feel the whole spectrum of emotions. And then I'm going to go through a specific example in my life and give you an insight into really specific tools that I have been using to support my own expansion of emotion. Now, that's not to say this is what everyone should do. It's not to say this is the right way. It's just to give you a little bit of an insight and understanding into practically how this looks, because it's all well and good to hear this and understand the concepts on a really conscious level or you know, contextualize that, sure, I need to expand my range of emotions, but Then when it comes to the practice of it, it can be so challenging because our body is so used to operating in a certain way. Then when we go to try to change that, it can start to move into a place of feeling unfamiliar and unsafe. And that's when the mind that tells us to just play small, to stay safe comes in and stops that real expansion from happening. So I found this really cool quote from a man called Khalil Gibran, and he was a Lebanese-American writer, poet, visual artist, and philosopher. He says, the deeper the sorrow carves into your being, the more joy you can contain. And I think that's a really profound way to look at it in that sorrow and those tougher emotions They're going to be etched into you. They're going to be carved into you. But when you're able to go to that place and allow that experience to happen in your body, you also then allow joy to be felt as well. And this quote from Brené Brown, which I really live by, is that we cannot selectively numb emotions. When we numb the painful emotions we also numb the positive emotions we don't get to pick and choose and i talk about this a lot in the context of listening to our intuition we can't pick and choose the good parts of the intuition the parts that Align with what our mind wants us to do. If we want to go really deep into listening to and being guided by our intuition, we also have to listen when it's telling us or moving us towards something that feels really challenging. And the same goes for feeling our emotions. We can't think that we can choose to numb grief, loneliness, sadness and think that we will be able to experience really high levels of joy and peace and clarity and calmness and gratitude and all those things we have to expand our capacity on both sides of the spectrum here's something that i noticed about myself i didn't realize how much i was suppressing my emotions until I started to get a little bit more conscious around the way that my body and my mind experienced these emotions. Now, for me, I always knew I had a bit of a tricky relationship with joy. I always felt like someone could take my joy and it was easier for me to just self-sabotage feeling at a place of real happiness, lightheartedness, just, you know, when you feel you're glowing and you're just like oozing happiness and confidence. I can consciously link why I have that belief to certain points throughout my life, but I'm sure that the stories run a lot deeper than what my mind consciously is aware of. So I'm going to take you through a little bit of what my journey with joy has looked like over the years. And this is something that I still have to be really conscious of today. It's not something that I have fixed or solved. It is a continual work in progress. So this isn't about like, oh, I've learned to feel joy or I've learned to hold my anger and feel my anger. So now I'm done with that. There is always layers that need unpacking to continue that expansion. It just continues to get deeper and deeper and deeper on both ends of the spectrum. So my journey with joy really started working on me being able to feel comfortable feeling it within my body, within my own company. Can I actually allow myself to feel happy when it is just me in the room? And what does that look like? Because for me, I was having this experience that when I would feel really light and really joyful, I would start to notice stories creeping in, you know, like pretend arguments or real arguments that, that I've had or telling myself how hard life was or focusing on the challenging parts of motherhood. And so when I started to get curious about what was happening in my mind, when my body started to feel joy, I had that awareness to go, interesting. Now I get to choose what I do with this. One of the ways that I really started to anchor into joy for myself was to link it with a playlist. And so when I would feel that joy, I would put the playlist on and I would allow myself to just be immersed in that experience with those songs. That took me out of my head of being like, no, you can't have this. And back into my body of we get to feel this. Now, at first, I would have that experience with this particular playlist. And then once I'd finished the playlist, I would really quickly kind of go back into more of what I would call a numb state, either just feeling neutral or kind of more into the picking life apart by focusing on the challenging things. And that was okay because what I was doing with this playlist was creating a anchor to that feeling. So what I recommend with my clients is when they are trying to find safety in a new emotion or a new experience is to create an anchor when you are having that genuine experience in your body, no matter how fleeting it is. Perhaps it's a certain movement, perhaps it's music, perhaps it's a smell. Perhaps it's a mantra, whatever it is and whatever feels authentic to them. It's about creating that anchor and starting to find safety with that anchor so that when you're outside of that experience, you can always come back to that anchor to feel back into that safety. So this is something that I did over a period of like months and months and months. I didn't try to rush the process because I knew as soon as I started to rush it, it would feel really inauthentic. And once I started to be able to feel a lot of safety in that experience in my own inner world, the next step was for me to start to find safety in expressing that joy and sharing that joy with others around me. Because my whole story, my whole experience was if I express and show my joy to high levels, then someone is going to take that away from me. Now, what I start to learn, of course, is that if someone did try to sabotage or take my joy, number one. I'm giving my power away for them to be able to take that. And that's on me. And number two, if they're triggered by my joy, that shows that they have their own work to do. That is not my work to do. It is not my job to stay small, to play little, to not show my happiness and joy because it makes other people uncomfortable, now, this might seem like a really weird thing to say because, of course, like when I was around family and friends, I would laugh and I would be happy. But I also feel like there is a level of numbness or political correctness, or I will only show so much of me here and not the full range of what I want to experience. And so, sure. I would feel happy and content in the company of family and friends, but there felt like there was a suppression in there as well. So again, this is something that takes time. And honestly, this is something that I'm still working on. There are certain people in my lives that I feel really safe to fully express that. And there's certain scenarios and situations where I don't, where I go back into, I'm going to protect myself here. Now, I don't think that that is such a bad thing. And I don't think that we need to be expressing the whole depth of each of our emotions in every single certain scenario and situation. I think there's definitely a lot of nuance there around how we do show up in certain scenarios with certain people. And so the way that I navigate this is just continually coming back to this reminder that I am in my power to hold my joy and that no one can take that away from me. And if people feel that I am too much when I'm expressing that joy, that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with me, that I'm not worthy, that I'm being silly or I'm being too much. It actually shows more about them and what they're being triggered into by seeing me in that joy. The more that I expand my capacity to express and feel my joy by myself, the easier it is to translate that around family and friends and loved ones and, you know, people outside in the community. I'm never going to be safe to share that emotion with others if I don't feel safe with that experience within myself first and foremost. I feel like this is something that I'm so much better at doing and having awareness of, but as I said, there's still a lot of work to do around that. My oldest daughter, she recently put on a little dance show for me. And I could see on her face that she was really happy and really proud of what she was doing in the dance, but that she kept trying to like, turn her smile down, you know, like kept trying to be really coy about it or hide that pride or hide that joy. And so I asked her about that afterwards. I said, Hey, I could see that you were so proud of what you were doing when you were showing mum that show. I was like, were you really proud of yourself. And she said, yeah, I was proud. And I was like, and were you having fun? She said, yeah, I was having fun. And I said, why did you feel like you had to try and hide your smile? And she said, well, because I felt like I wasn't allowed to show my happiness or my pride. And that kind of really got me in in the heart, in the feels. And I said, why didn't you feel like you could show that? And she said, oh, I don't know. And I said, do you see mummy ever showing joy and pride? And she's like, no, I don't see it. So I don't feel like I can show it. And that really got me, you know, because I feel like I've been on such a big journey with this and I have been showing up in such a different way. Although in the eyes of my kids, I'm still suppressing a lot of that. And so now that she has said that, there's a couple of things that I could have done. Number one, I could just spiral into shame to be like, oh my God, my kids don't ever see me enjoy. My kids don't ever see me expressing my pride for myself and really like spiral into that pity party. Or I can just say, well, shit, that really sucks. I'm glad I now have that awareness because I've been able to chat about it with my daughter. And now I'm going to take on the responsibility of having that conscious awareness that these are things that I'm going to show in front of my children. I'm going to show you the moments that I'm really proud of myself. I'm going to express my joy in a much bigger and more impactful way because I want my kids to have the story that their joy and their pride for themselves is so welcome. And so we're on this journey together. Even though they don't necessarily know what my part of that journey is, they are there showing me the parts that I can still deepen into. I also want to quickly mention on the first time I ever did a rage release. So I was working with a coach at the time and she could just see that there was just so much pent up anger inside of me and and she suggested I do a rage release. So I went and chucked on some like really screamo ragey music and I was going to do some screaming into a pillow, hit some cushions on the couch, do some punching, some shaking, whatever I needed to do. And as soon as i put the music into my ears my body went into like shutdown mode and i just allowed it to do whatever it wanted to do i didn't try and force or change anything and my body just ended up crawling into the fetal position on the floor now that for me is a sign that my body was feeling really unsafe and it wanted to be kept safe in this fetal position and so i just got conscious and aware about what was going on and i got curious and so i offered myself some safety I reminded myself that I was safe You know, I'm having this dialogue in my mind, like you are safe. It is safe to feel your anger. It is safe to express your anger. I was at home. I was by myself. I wasn't directing it at anybody. And I just slowly moved towards a place where I feel like I could just take one step in releasing something. Let me tell you, I felt like a complete idiot. I was like, I don't want to be screaming. I don't want to be hitting things. I don't want to be moving my body in this way. But it was almost like when I allowed myself to feel that safety and then take that one step in that first release it all just kind of opened up and i was able to really get into it from that point now rage releasing is now a regular part of my emotional regulation tools. And I can feel such a difference in my body when I allow that release to happen. And so I know because I haven't shied away from that aspect, the joy, calmness, peace aspect is also deepening. This is work that just continues on. The more we unlock, the more layers we will find. Another aspect of this work in around getting really conscious around these experiences and what they're here to show us is that we learn when we are directing and projecting emotions onto people who shouldn't have them directed at them so for example for me it's often my kids <laughs> They often get the brunt of my angries, which is so not fair for them. So when I take the responsibility to deal with my anger and rage and frustrations in a separate and safe way outside of that, it allows me to shop differently as a mother. Now, don't get me wrong. I still get angry at my kids. I still have moments where I look back and I can see, oh, I just should have, you know, the shoulds. I should have been more regulated in that moment. I shouldn't have spoken to her like that. But I will always apologize for that. I'll always take responsibility for that. That's something that's really important for me to model for my kids. And so the way that this was showing up with Mary, if we just cast our minds back to the previous episode, is that what Mary discovered is that a lot of her anger was actually around the way that the system, the patriarchal system, had made her believe that asking for help in early motherhood was a sign of weakness. These systems and these stories that suppress women being able to accept the help that they need. And so she was directing that rage often at her partner because he was in the home. And because she didn't understand where the root of that anger was coming from, he just kind of got the brunt of it. And so she started to have this awareness that I shouldn't be directing my anger at him. I should be directing my anger at the at the system. And so we didn't suppress that anger she really felt a whole range of emotions through the two weeks after that call, and she felt it. She was in my voxer, and it was just this roller coaster of anger and then sadness and then frustration and then despair and then everything else that come after it. But what transpired after that is she was able to be open to a new experience to actually, I am able to receive help here. Actually, there is power in my receival. And we were really talking about this concept and this stance between the fiery and the softness because the fiery is part of Mary. That is a part that we don't want to dim or dull. And learning to be in a place of softness, In the feminine, in the receival, doesn't mean that that fiery has to go away or that it's not part of her, but it's about learning about that dance between the two, right? So you've got the two ends of the spectrum. We get to have it all. The other realization that Mary had through this process is that looking back into that early motherhood journey which we really touch a lot more on in her first session. So again, if you've not listened to that, I really recommend going back and listening to that. But since having that experience and then moving through each of these sessions since, she realized she was directing a lot of anger at her baby because her baby wouldn't fit the mold of what a baby should be doing. Again, this is just stories of these systems and the expectations that are created from that about what our baby should be doing, how we should be getting our baby to sleep a certain way how we should be feeding our baby and then when our baby doesn't fit that mold we direct our anger at the baby because they're not doing what the system and what the experts say that this baby should be doing and so it really pays to start getting conscious and aware of what emotions are arising and then what is the the story underneath that if i dig a little deeper where is this true anger what is the where is the root Of this anger or frustration coming from and not shying away from that not thinking that that's going to make you a bad mother not thinking that you need to hide it but actually embrace it welcome it feel it and know it's part of the journey and know it's part of the process what is the experience in your body as you're feeling it? Feel deeper into that place in your body and see what other stories and what other wisdom you could find. You might not feel like you're suppressing or numbing emotions, but that doesn't mean that there's not more work that you can do to continue experiencing expanding your experience there is a lot of power in owning all of these emotions i want to encourage you to get curious about what your experience is and how can you deepen and expand your experience with the whole range of emotions instead of allowing stories of what those emotions mean and what those emotions say about you Just get curious with your own personal experience about that instead. So mama, I hope this has been supportive, given you a little bit of insight into some practical things you can try to do and why it's important to fill that whole range. If you have been loving this podcast series, I would so appreciate you hitting the follow button on whichever podcast app you're listening to from. It really is the quickest, simplest, and easiest way for you to support this podcast and get it into the ears of other mamas. Come and follow me on Instagram at Kieran underscore Lee. I would love to hear from you. And until next time, see you later, mama.